Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil alemin. Ve salatu ve selamu ala eşrefil enbiyeyi vel mursalin. Muhammedur Resulullah sallallahu aleyhi ve ala alihi ve sahibi ve sellem tesliman kathirin kathir. Kuma vadu. I want to share with you, my brothers and sisters and elders. I want to share with you a, a quote. Somebody said, Learning is not memorizing data. Learning is changing behavior. He said, learning is not memorizing data. Learning is to change behavior. To give you two examples. One, supposing you are a smoker, which I hope you are not, but if you are, and you get this video or you get this short course or some data about the harmfulness of cigarette smoking. Right? All that it does to you. Lung, possibility of lung cancer, this, this, whatnot. Now you will watch that very carefully, you memorize it completely. And then you say, I have learnt. I am learned about cigarette smoking. And I can recite for you this whole thing without any problem. Are you learned or not learned? While you are still smoking, you are saying, I can recite the whole thing I can recite for you. <laughs> Right? Makes no sense. If you really learned about the harmfulness of cigarette smoking, what, what must happen? You stop. You stop smoking cigarettes. Simple as that. If you do not stop smoking cigarettes, it means that you have not really learned about the harms of cigarette smoking. No matter, even, if you, even if you memorize that booklet, it no, makes no difference. I had heard many times I about the Benefits of walking. I said 10,000 steps. Somebody said, if I can distill for you the secret of good health and put it into a little bottle, that would be 10,000 steps. 10,000 steps is 5 miles. Roughly 2,000 steps to a mile. So I just told you that now. All of you are learned about this. 10,000 steps is the secret to good health. Because the reality is that majority, if not almost all, the problems of which is geriatric illnesses or so geriatric ailments, not illnesses, are the result of sedentary behavior, of not walking enough, not moving enough. So 10,000 steps. You know, when I learned, when I consider myself to be learned about 10,000 steps, is when I started walking 10,000 steps which was now about from July onwards. Uh, last three months, I do an average of between 13,000 to 15,000 steps every day. Right? That is six to seven miles every day. You do treadmill or street? Walk. Street. You do? Huh? <laughs> I, I, I don't like to You don't see <laughs> Come, come. <laughs> I do that. Come walk with me. Those, uh, yeah. They ask my brother. They, they ask everybody, you. What are you doing? What are you doing walking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I walk. Alhamdulillah. The reason I'm saying this to you is because this is our problem. Not the cigarette smoking and walking. Uh, about Islam. We all know. We all know at least the basics of the deen. We all know what is halal. We all we know what is haram. We know we should not make shirk. We know we should not do bidat. <coughs> right? We know we should pray five times a day. We know in the salah we must have khushu. 
concentration on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes, who, who doesn't know this? We, are, we know this. The key is, still it doesn't help us in life. Illa mashallah. Why? For the same reason. Knowing about 10,000 steps won't help you. Walking 10,000 steps will help you. We know about Islam. But do we do Islam? Do we actually practice Islam? That's a question each one of us has to ask ourselves. It's not a general statement for everyone. But each one, we need to ask. I need to ask myself, am I practicing Islam completely? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us very clearly, Ya ayyuhalladzina amanu udkhulu fissilmi kafatan. Wala tattabiyu khutwati shaitan innahu lakum aduhum mubin. Allah said, oh you who believe, enter into Islam. How much? Completely. Totally immerse yourself in Islam. Don't like sit on the side of the pool and you know, put your foot in the water and test the water. Is it cold or not cold? No. Jump into the water completely. Dive down. Drink some water also, right? <laughs> Immerse yourself in the deen. And the ayah is to whom? Who is the addressee? Ya ayyuhalladina amanu. Those who believe. I might say I already believe. I said, what is that? I mean, I am already a Muslim. What are you telling me? Obviously, there is something to say. That's why Allah is saying. Allah, Allah doesn't simply talk for the sake of talking. You know? Allah said this. Why? Because this is the entering Islam, La ilaha illallah Muhammad is the door. So I entered the door. Alhamdulillah. Good, good. Better than being outside. In the cold, at least now I'm inside. But is it enough just to stand inside the door for the whole of your life? Just stand inside the door. So imagine there is a fantastic palace, there is a dining room, there is fabulous food, all free. Right? There is beautiful bedrooms, you go sleep there. There is a fantastic media room, you go watch anything you like to watch. And, and so this and that. None of that, you don't touch any of that, you are standing inside in front of the door. Does it make sense? Sure, you are not outside the house, no, no doubt about it, you are inside the house. But you have not tasted anything from this house. This is the problem of what I call selective obedience, which is not from Islam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not allow us to do selective obedience because selective obedience is disobedience. What is the meaning of selective obedience? Selective obedience means there are three things to do and I choose to do one and three, but two I won't do. So when you are selecting what to obey, you are automatically selecting what you will not obey. So selective obedience is disobedience. Selective obedience is arrogance. You are saying, for example, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Na'udhu billah, You, Ya Rab, you may want me to do this and this, but I will decide. You, you hold on. Right? You hold on. I mean, you, you can have your, you know, your orders and your wishes. That's okay. But I will decide what of this I will do. Effectively in our behavior we are doing, we are saying this to Allah. Naud Billah. We say it doesn't matter. You may want me to do this, this, this. I will decide what I will do. Allah has no need for this. No? Allah has? Yesterday in the Khatir I overheard as I was leaving, Sheikh was saying, why? 
The man is doing salah. He is praying. And Allah is saying, Hui, what you? Because that salah is coming with arrogance. People who want to delay the salah. Why do we delay the salah? He said, no. Okay, you want me to come? I'll come. I'll come in my own good time when I feel like coming. Not convenient for me just now. Ya Rab. You want me to pray now? Sorry, I will pray. You gotta wait. Why is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying somebody who is praying, this this Musalli is not going to somebody who is not doing salah? No. Who's praying? But in the the whole idea of salah is submission, is abudiyat. But when the person is delaying the salah, when the person is saying, I will pray when I feel like praying, this person is negating the very essence of the meaning of salah. Salah is sujood. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Come with Allah baik. aslim. aslam Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, I, Allah, Allah said to him, submit. He said, I have submitted. No delay. Submit, I have submitted. He didn't say, oh, hold on a second. You know, give me five minutes. No. Submit, I have submitted. There is a value in obedience, in complete and total obedience, in complete and total faith. One day, Sayyidina Abu Bakr and Sayyidina Umar, radiallahu anhumah, they were having an argument. Rasulullah came there. Rasulullah said to Sayyidina Umar, When all of you doubted me, he was the only one who had no doubt. He was the only one when I presented to him, La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah, instantly he accepted. He said, Leave my Sahabi alone. Huh? He said, Leave my companion alone. Imagine. Huh? Obedience. I remind myself and you, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose this deen for us. You didn't choose, you didn't cho- choose it for yourself. I didn't choose it. Allah chose it for you and me. I'm not saying that. Allah said it. Al-yawma akmaltu lakum deenakum. Wa atmamtu ilaykum ni'mati. Allah said, today I have completed my blessing on you. I have completed my ni'mat on you. I have completed my, my, my gift to you. And I have chosen for you this deed. Allah chose this deed for us. Allah gave this deed to us. This is a deen. This is not just a bunch of rituals to worship. This is how you worship. After you are out of the masjid, then you are king. No. An abd of Allah is the abd of Allah. The slave of Allah is the slave of Allah until he reaches his grave. Because that is the greatest level of honor is to be the slave of Allah. Not the slave of a human being. That is that, that is zillah. That is disgrace. That is haram. The slavery of Allah is the greatest honor. Subhanallah, the asra, the abdihi, 
ليلا من المسجد الاقصى من المسجد الحرام الى المسجد الاقصى Allah said, he is the one who took, glorified is the one who took his slave from Al-Majjid Al-Haraf to Al-Majjid Al-Aqsa. Barakna ha'ulahu linuriyahu min ayatim innahu huwa al-sami'u al-basim. Wallahi, Allah said he purified the surroundings. Gaza is min hawlil masjid al-Aqsa. The West Bank is min hawlil masjid al-Aqsa. Al-Quds is min hawlil masjid al-Aqsa. Allah said I have purified. Wallahi purified. He put their people who he loves. He opened the doors of Jannah above them. And he calls them and they go to him. And they do not complain. They say, Alhamdulillah. They are the ayat of Allah. They are the signs that there is faith. They are the signs that we do not fear death. They are the signs that there is no anxiety in us that we will be killed. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. These are the signs that this deen is true. These are the signs that this deen has today, 1500 years later, there are people who stand firm like rocks on whom the waves of kufr and shirk smash themselves. That one child there has more strength and power than all the armies of the world. La ilaha illallah. Let us value what we have. Let us value what we have. This deen is not, this deen didn't come to us free. And there are people like those who are still paying the price for this deen. They can stop paying that price in one second if they leave it. One second. There are people who will weigh them in gold and give them if they leave the deen. I remember my friend from South Africa told me once, they had gone to Al-Aqsa in, in Tawadan and they were there in Etikaf and there was one young boy, maybe 10 years old, who used to be with them, he used to hang around with them and so on and so forth and wonderful boy, they, everyone sort of loved him very much and uh, they said to the boy, you come with us, we'll take you to South Africa, we'll take you to South Africa, we'll look after you, we'll send you to the best schools and this and this. And we send money to your family also. He said, no, I won't come. He said, why? I mean, I won't come. He said, call your parents. <laughs> call your parents. He called his parents. So he said to the parents, this, this kid is here. He is 
here they, they are having trouble finding food to eat, you know, the, the poor people. So we'll take you with us, I mean, alhamdulillah, you will never lack for anything. And if we are not kidnapping, we're taking you, we'll keep you as, as our, like our son. And you come back here. He said, no. He said, why? He said, if I go, who will look after this? Al-Aqsa. He said, if I go, who will look after this? Alhamdulillah, that this deen, that we as Muslims have among us people like this. Alhamdulillah, we ask Allah to make them shafi for us and we meet Allah. That we can ask Allah and say, Allah, we did not do anything, but because they did it, forgive us also. We make dua, we make dua Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us a puts the real value of Islam in our hearts. Amen. That we truly learn to value this wonderful wealth which Allah gave us. And give us free without any effort. Any effort. I was born into this religion. I did nothing. But there are people who struggle and come into the deen. May Allah bless them. There are people who are the first generation in the Islam. I don't even know which generation I am, but for the people who are the first generation in Islam, because they, 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 they accept Islam. Alhamdulillah, it is one of the year. Alhamdulillah, they are blessed. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us the tawfiq to, to appreciate this deen and to fill our hearts with the love for this deen. And we ask Allah to give us the tawfiq to practice this deen completely and totally with love and with, with joy and with enthusiasm and with energy and with focus. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then to reward us in keeping with His grace and His majesty.